Hello, and thank you for joining Destiny Talk Show today. Today we're going to discuss that Haman spirit, that spirit of annihilation, that spirit of destruction and destroy, that spirit of I have to defeat you because you won't subject to me. Today God is letting us know that he has already defeated. All we have to do is submit to him, is call upon his name, and he will make those things that seem impossible possible in our lives. So, Father, we thank you right now. We come before you, O God, because we know that you have defeated the Haman spirit that we deal with on a daily basis, whether it be in the world or whether it be in our personal lives today, O God. But we rebuke right now that Haman spirit. We rebuke God the defeat that that is over our lives in the Haman spirit because we know that we have victory through you. We know, God, that defeat will never be our portion as long as we submit to your word. Fear, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We will not submit to the fears of Haman. We will not submit to the words and decrees of Haman. But, God, we will submit to you today. Because as we know, when the decree goes out in that Haman spirit, it touches the people who can actually listen and make a change in that decree it's a satanic decree that comes upon the people of god to destroy us whether in the workplace in our personal lives or whatever we thank you right now jesus that you have defeated it in jesus name so as we begin to look at esther we see that that spirit for that little bit of time was a strong spirit but yet God gave instructions on how to defeat that spirit. So it says that Mordecai went to um, Esther. He sent the eunuch to Esther because she wanted to know what was wrong with him and why he had rent his clothes. And he began to explain what happened and the money that's being paid to destroy the Jews um, by that spirit of Haman. And Esther began to think first in her flesh. She began to first respond in her thoughts of comfort where she was at. You know, she really didn't think about the overall and the whole picture. She only really thought about where she was at at this particular time. And Mordecai had to remind her in verse 12, do not imagine that because you are in the king's palace, you alone will escape the fate of all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will come from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. So he's letting her know this is your assignment. This is something that you can do. You are an influencer and you have a husband who decrees and declares all things on the kingdom. So God has placed you in that place for this time right now because God had already foreseen what was going to take place. He had already knew that Haman was coming for his people. So he raised up a young girl from a village and said, you will be the next influencer. So that's why we should never put ourselves down to think we are nobody because you never know the position that God has in store for your life. You never know what God wants you to do. So 
with the extermination of the Jews, he just had so much animosity for them because they worshiped God so faithfully. And he wanted that same reverence that God had. And they will never put anyone above the God that they serve. And he knew that. So he said in order to, in order to not deal with them, destroy them. Get them out of my way because I need people that's going to be serving me, have that servitude spirit. And he went and when Mordecai went to Esther to explain these things to her, she had to employ wisdom in her life at that point, spiritual wisdom. She had to engage in what was going on spiritually because at first when she heard it, she didn't engage spiritually. She engaged according to as her position in the kingdom. But as she began to allow God to minister to her, the kingdom came in her life at that point. God's kingdom came so that his will would be done at that point. When you allow the kingdom of God to come in your situation, God's will will be done in that situation. So when we begin to pray, that his will be done on earth, in earth, and in heaven. We are saying to God, come into this situation. I am the earth. Come into my earth and fix whatever is going on in my life right now. Thy kingdom come in me, God, because I am serving the kingdom. I am a walking kingdom of you, O oh God, because I am in the kingdom of the kingdom from the kingdom going back to the kingdom. I have to exemplify kingdom attributes. I have to exemplify kingdom thinking, kingdom living, everything about the kingdom. When Jesus came, he spoke of the kingdom. He lived the kingdom and he just showed us how. So then he says, you can do the same thing is what Jesus said. So now we are to exemplify the kingdom. So the kingdom now comes in Esther and now God's will can be done because God wants to save his people. But if Esther had decided that she was not in that position, God forbid what would have happened because someone else would have been raised up in her family would have been destroyed. So today I tell you that when you have a Haman around you personally, because we know we have a Haman spirit over the earth, trying to destroy the people of God and we can pray corporately, but if it's an individual situation, then we pull out our spiritual warfare and we pray over that situation. Now she did a fast to make sure that the flesh was completely out of the way. She did a fast to make sure that the kingdom of God would come and touch this situation because she knew it was out of her hands. She knew that there was absolutely nothing in her own she could do. So the kingdom of God had to come to rescue them. So now she's doing the fast. Now she's listening to what God is telling her to do. And now she's ready. She's ready now after her three days of fasting. It says in verse 18, and Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me 
Do not eat or drink for three days and nights. That's it. Do not eat or drink because I need y'all focused on what this answer is going to be. I need y'all to pray for me. Now your prayers can go forward days before you get to the situation. Your prayers will be sent days before she had to go see the king. So she put three days of prayer to meet her when she went to go and see the king. So when she prayed and they prayed with her, they covered the, the fourth day. Because it took three days to fast. So on the fourth day, she was going to see the king. So the prayers covered the fourth day, the three days and the fourth day. So by the time she got to that situation with the king, the prayers was already there waiting for her because they sent it there before she got there. So she said to herself, I mean, she said to them, after that, after the fast, I will go to the king. Even though it is against the law, if I perish, I perish. And people love to say that if I perish, I perish, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But that's not what God is talking about. When she said that, she had already given it to God. She had already heard the voice of God. She had already had the kingdom of God come into the situation. So when she said, if I perish, I perish, she knew that if God didn't do this, it wasn't going to get done. But she gave it to God. She asked his kingdom to come into this situation, which is the heavenly host, the answers from heaven had to come. So they had to fast in spiritual warfare to break down any answers that did not agree with the will of God. She had to go into spiritual warfare, her and all the Jews to break down any demonic delays that was going to come up against them when she went to go and see the King. So when we face these situations in our lives, we have to break down those barriers that the enemy has placed around the person that needs to dissolve the problem. We have to break down those walls. So when we present our case to the influencer or to the one that makes that final decision, God is already there. Your prayers are already there. All you're doing is walking into the situation at this point. All you're doing is believing God at this point. Excuse me. So when God meets you there, you have peace, you have a calm, and you know that your Redeemer is, lives at that point. So when she got to the king, she knew that God's will would be done in her life. She knew God would not let them down. So when we face these things and we're standing in the point of annihilation, we're standing in the point of, of eviction, termination, death because of sickness, we have to send our prayers through spiritual warfare to get to the heavens. 
We have to send our prayers to get to the God that we serve. How many times do we think that God has not heard us? How many times do we go before God and we wonder if he's going to answer us? And we say to ourselves, I hope he heard me because I got to go. Today is my appointment. I hope he heard me because today I get my answer. Today the enemy presented a case against me at work. I got to go and see what this is all about. So we're hoping. But when you serve God and when you allow the kingdom to come into that situation, there is no hope. You know it's taken care of. You know you're not going to perish. You know God got your back regardless of the answer. Whether you expected the answer or not, we have to go in by faith knowing that the kingdom of God is at hand for that situation, knowing that God has come into it. It says in Psalms 145, 18, the Lord is nigh unto all that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. So we present ourselves to God. Hey, God, this is what's going on. The enemy has presented this case against me. It's not true. Wants me fired wants me to die through this um, sickness that I have, I need you to come in. So <clears throat> as we begin to pray and we're fasting, we're killing the flesh and we're allowing the spirit man to grow and we're fasting for the kingdom of God to come into our prayer life. We're fasting because we're allowing the kingdom of God to come into the situation. And the first level of prayer is going to be normal. It's going to be our tears. It's going to be our worries. It's going to be our stress. Everything that's going on, we're going to relay all that to God first. That's the first level of that prayer. And when you begin to feel comfortable and God gives you that peace to know that you got it, then the second level of that prayer, you're going to be speaking into your heavenly language or however you pray. And you feel, you feel yourself going into the heavenlies. Okay, you feel yourself getting there. You're getting there. Then you go to that third level. Now you just lost all natural senses. You're hitting the spiritual realm, the inner courts at this point. And then the kingdom of God is coming closer. It's coming closer because you're learning spiritually how to give it to him, how to release it to him. How do you, do, how do you just begin to, to trust him? And then you go into another level. Now you're in his presence. You're in the inner courts. Now you've lost all sense of where you're at, what you're doing. You don't even care. You got an ugly face cry. You got everything because now you're in his presence. You're not telling him about the situation. You're only worshiping him. You're only reverencing him as your Lord and Savior. You're not even worried about the situation no more at this point. Because it's just you and God talking, you and God communing, you and God. And you're so intrigued by that, the spiritual person in you, that that's all you want. That's all you're looking for. That's when the kingdom of God has now reached you. That's when you come out of it. However long it takes, the kingdom of God is there. You're there. You come out of it and you know it's done. You have reached heaven and Esther reached heaven with everyone praying. The kingdom of God came. So now on that fourth day that she had to go and present this to the king, 
she was ready. The prayers were already sent ready. The angels were standing at the altar. They're ready. The Holy Spirit's hovering over the king because he's going to give her the right answer. Everything was set up in the heavenly form in that kingdom at that point. Failure was not the option when she went, even though there was flesh she had to deal with. When she walked up onto the king, there was a peace that said, God got this. And he wants us to get to that place. He wants us to reach him in heaven over everything we're going through. Everything. He doesn't want us bickering and fighting with people who are against us, trying to prove that we're super spiritual, trying to prove that we are children of God. Because even when you look at Elijah and he had to run away from Jezebel and all that she was threatening to do to him, the same thing he did to her people, she was like, I'm going to do it to you. And that put fear in him. But when God reached him, and God began to speak to Elijah, and he began to tell him, you know, and he even fed him. The kingdom of God came and gave him instructions. Go to Elisha, and this is what I want you to do. Go to Hazel, and this is what I want you to do. And there was a calm that came over him because he knew then that God had come into the place. You know, and so many times, we don't give the kingdom of God an opportunity to come into our situation. We want to take it upon ourselves, quote a couple of scriptures and say, I got this. You don't have it. You don't. You need to connect to the kingdom of God in order to have it. So when God brought Elijah out of it, Elijah knew who God really was in his life. He knew a level of God but anytime you come out of having an encounter, of having a kingdom encounter with God, you know him in a different level at that point. You're like, I knew him and I know his voice and I heard him and I've had spiritual encounters. But when the kingdom of God comes in your situation, it takes you to another level of who he is in your life and secures you even the more that you can trust him. So when we go through things in life and we're crying, that means we need to get in the word of God. That means that we don't have a knowledge of who he is in our lives because those tears are tears of fear. They're tears of defeat. They're tears of, I don't really know the word of God. And he's saying, come, come to me. And I'm going to show you that I got you. I'm going to show you that even if I got to have to bless you through another person, I got you. But don't fear the unknown <clears throat> because the unknown can be known when we enter into his presence. So today God is just letting us know that we have to trust him. We have to enter into his gates and praise him and thank him. So the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. He's telling us exactly what needs to be done. We have to reach the inner court. We have to reach thy kingdom come, thy will be 
done. That's what we are trying to strive to get to. But it takes us dying daily. And what do I mean by die daily? Stop being in the flesh, full blown. Stop always relying on the flesh. When we die, that means we've gone through some serious situations that we are like, oh, I got out of that one. And we know and we build and we grow through those dying moments. It, it changes us completely spiritually that we may know him. And once we know him and have knowledge of him, then we can say in Matthew 6, your kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So he's already got a plan for us that's already in heaven completed. It just needs to come to us in earth. And the only way to get that is that we have to do what Esther did. Declare a fast if you're sick and you need healing from God. Declare a fast. And by the time you get to the doctor's office, your healing is done. Because we're thinking that we need to go to the pastor. We're thinking that we need to find a healing ministry. But God is letting you know that once you connect to the the kingdom, once you connect to his inner courts, it's done. Because he wants us there in front of him, worshiping him, communicating with him, breaking down all the barriers of warfare for us, his angels covering us, going before us and meeting the situations, fighting for us that we don't have to fight on our own because we're just flesh and blood. We don't have the power to fight the spirit realm. We don't have the power to confront the devil. We can call the blood of Jesus and do whatever, but we have to connect to the blood of Jesus. We have to connect to the kingdom of God, to the throne of God. We have to connect to all of that to have the power. So if you're being defeated and you don't know why, and you're crying out to God saying, where are you? Why didn't you answer me? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Determine whether or not you're connecting to the kingdom. Are you connecting to his inner courts? Or are you still on the outer court wanting the inner court experience? Because that's up to you. He's there, but he's waiting for you to experience him to his fullness. Because fear will paralyze you. The unknown will make you very fear of everything but he has given us steps to get to him he's giving us steps how to overcome the spirit of Haman it will not overtake you in Jesus name when we exercise our faith when we exercise spiritual connecting to the God that we serve we love him we've committed ourselves to him now we just got to get to kingdom come now we just got to get to thy will be done. Now we want that in our lives because we're tired of being defeated. We're tired of looking at the devil people like they are always defeating God's people. They're not. You're just not connecting in the realm where you need to be to get that manifestation. You're not going deeper in God in order for him to show you the answers that he has for you. He doesn't want you defeated. He doesn't want you to not have and not be healed. That's not the God that we serve, nor the promises that he's given to us. So 
for every barrier that we have in our life right now, we have to stop running from the Jezebels in our lives. We have to stop running from the Hamans in our lives and the Sauls that are in our lives. And we have to stand up in the word of God and allow him to show us where the end is, how we're going to get to the end and how he's going to guide us to the end. It's not even up to us. We don't have a plan for how to get to the end because the plan that we have is going to fail. The plan that we're thinking nowhere near the heavenlies because the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And he wants your very soul. He doesn't want your car. He doesn't want your bank account, even though he uses those things to distract you. But he wants your very soul because he wants you to believe God is not going to do it. He wants you to believe that God is forsaking you. He wants you to believe that God is not going to answer you and that people who serve other gods and people who serve the devil are doing better than you. He wants you to feel that way. So that way the Haman spirit now takes over, which is fear, which is abandonment. Because you know Haman is coming with that decree to kill, steal, and to destroy. You know that Saul, once he finds you, because he's looking for you, he's going to kill you. You know that Jezebel has already put out that once she finds you, she's going to kill you. So you know that the situation you're in is very severe, but obviously you don't know the knowledge of the word of God because through the word of God is your power. So if you're not reading the word of God, you're not getting the power to get yourself out of it. You're not giving God the opportunity to get you out. So then you begin to cry, and that's where the tears come in at because of defeat. That's where the tears come in at because of lack of knowledge. That's where the fear comes in at because you don't know your God. You know a surface God. You know the salvation God. You know the God that has good words in the Bible concerning you, but you don't know that God that's fighting for you, that'll go days ahead of your situation and meet you there three or four days later. You don't know that God yet because you're not trying to encounter him. You're not trying to let his kingdom come inside of you. And that's where we need to be in order to defeat what's going on in the world. The economy of God is different from the economy of the world for his people, but we have to tap into that by going into his kingdom and understanding the kingdom of God is at hand for us. So today I just want you to know and believe God pray. You know, I've heard people say, oh, prayer and, and fasting, that's obsolete. You don't have to do that anymore. I've heard speaking in tongues is not effective. You don't have to do that anymore. And then they make jokes about it, blah, 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 blah. And people start laughing. They're like, stop all of that. You don't have to do all of that anymore. They're taking the kingdom of God away from you. And they're weakening your connection to God. So if you listen to that and then you run into defeat, and then you read the word of God and you got two different things going on. You got man talking to you, you got God talking to you. Who has taken you away from the love of God? But we promised God that nothing would take us away from him. But it has. It has. It's not just the cares of the world that has taken us. It's the lack of communication with God. It's the lack of reading his word. It's the lack of getting to know who he is. It's the lack of allowing the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom. We have allowed the things of the world. Even if you're working two jobs, you can find a way to get into the presence of God while you're working. 
you can find a way to communicate with God until he gets you out of those two jobs. There's no defeat in the presence of God. There's nothing that God will not do for his people that he loves so much and he cares so much for us. He doesn't want us crying at night. He doesn't want us weeping, asking him, why am I in this situation? Why don't you get me out? Because as we remember, that's how Job started out. Why? Why would I even be born if I had to go through all this? But then Job had to come to himself and he had to remember the God that has brought him out of so many other things. So when Job finished in that situation, he had another level of encounter with God to where the encounter he's had before was one. But when he came out of that, man, his, his encounter with God changed him and grew him even more. And that's what God wants from us. The, the things we're going through is not to hurt us or to kill us, or, but it's to bring us closer to God. So today, decree in your own life that I'm going to make time for God. Decree in your own life and declare in your own life today that I'm going to put time aside before I go to bed. Even if I fall asleep while I'm reading the word of God, I'm going to do it. You know, we decree and declare over the devil, over our lives, but decree that you're going to make a change in your life for growth. Decree that you're going to make a change in your life for God to come. The kingdom of God, that's who we are. And that's what we need to be exemplifying the kingdom of God as, as Christ did when he came. He always said the kingdom is likened unto the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Let God's kingdom now come in us that we may be able to do and say the same things. That way you'll see the miracles, signs, and wonders because the kingdom is now in you. The kingdom now comes through you because what I do, I do unto what my father shows me as what Christ said. So when the kingdom comes in us, we are now doing what Jesus is telling us to do. You know, go and heal, go and prophesy, go and preach, go and do teach. We are now connected to the kingdom of God. Once we encounter him on a daily basis. So when you pray, God, I need an encounter of you. I need, I need a restoration. My soul is yearning for you right now. Oh God, my soul is yearning for more of you. My soul, God wants me out of this situation. Help me to allow your kingdom to come. Teach me how to die that your kingdom will come in my life and my situation and in my family, God, as I work these two jobs, as I go through what I'm going through, because I know you want to heal me. I know you want, you know, the best for me, but I need to connect to you to receive all of that. So we thank God for everything that he's teaching us and wants to have in our lives. We just need to submit to him so that the Haman spirit will not advance in our lives, so that the Haman spirit will not advance in anything that's going on in the world. Esther was an example of how that spirit can be stopped before it even gets out of control. We have that power through the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise and worship. We, Lord, acknowledge who you are. Thy kingdom come Thy will be done. We acknowledge you, O oh God. We reverence you. Our Father, you are in heaven. We love you, O oh God. Lord, if there's anyone listening that need to be saved, God, uh, 
God, allow your saving power to come upon them right now as they admit that and confess that you are the Lord and that you are their Lord and Savior and they want you to come into their lives right now, oh God. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we're going to continue to grow and have our own spiritual encounters with you that we may see the kingdom of God advancing and that we will be a part of the kingdom advancement. In Jesus' name we pray.